You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. 162 regular season games, six months of travel, flights, hotels, and baseball. Join us now for a behind-the-scenes look at a season on the road with the Oakland A's. Vince Catronio takes us on a journey around Major League Baseball. Starting now. Welcome to another episode of A Season on the Road. I'm Vince Catronio. We're joining you from PNC Ballpark in Pittsburgh, PA. We're going to get some education on the geography of the Keystone State with one of their natives, and that is right-handed reliever Lou Trevino. We'll talk about that and a bunch of other subjects, but let's first discuss we're in the western part of the state, but you grew up in the Philadelphia area. Give me a little bit of of, uh, the town you grew up in and and what what that was like. I grew up in the... uh, Percocy, Sellersville, Quakertown area. My my address says Green Lane, but it's more in the Penridge area. Uh, it's a little more populated than the western side of the state. It's not as rainy. Uh, obviously, the Philly sports, they're a little better, only because, you know, I'm from Philly. I, I, I can't help that. Um, but, yeah, was, I went to a small little school out there and, uh, and grew up out there and then came out here for college. And, and uh, you know, I like the city a lot, but, it, you know, it doesn't – doesn't have the same ring as the other side of the state. We'll, we'll get to the Slippery Rock days in just a few minutes, but tell me about the Trevino family, uh, what it was like in that household. I was great. I mean, my, my parents were awesome. Uh, we were, uh, I always, I grew up around my cousins. Um, my, uh, my, we all, our whole family, immediate family lives without 15, 20 minutes away. So, you know, growing up, my, my cousins were, were my best friend. Obviously my sister was my best friend as well. So, you know, we, uh, you know, I had a good time growing up. My parents were awesome. Played a lot of sports, soccer, basketball, baseball. Um, it, was, it was a good time. So when did you go from just Lutrovino to six foot five inch Lutrovino? I was always I was always about two heads taller and about thirty pounds heavier than every kid. So is that run of the family? Yes, yes. We're always a little bigger. You know, uh, I wanted to play football growing up. And my dad wouldn't let me because I was so big as a as a little guy that I would have had to play up three or four uh, four um, grades. So I would have got absolutely demolished. Or, you know, I would like to say I would have held my own and done well and, you know, maybe be in the NFL, I'm just saying. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I was always a big kid. And, and luckily I grew out of my fat phase, like, when I was in high school. So <laughs> that's good. So when you grow up in that part of the, of the state and, and you are a rabid sports fan of the, of the teams over there, it's my understanding if you're from the area, it's not the Eagles – it's the Eagles. How, how do you pronounce the, the football name of uh, your favorite NFL team over there? See, I say Eagles, but you clo- go closer to the city, and then you'll, you'll get that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more of a I, – I like, I like grammar, and I like pronouncing things correctly, so I'm an Eagles guy. <laughs> who, who was your guy growing up? I loved watching Donovan McNabb, Westbrook, but the best one of them all, honestly, one of my favorite athlete of all time was Brian, uh, Brian Dawkins. I mean – I, I love that guy. He's, uh, he's a class act um, and just an absolute animal on the field. I mean, I, I, I always 
I always watched him. Like, that's the only jersey I'll ever own. I don't think I'll ever own another jersey besides Brian Dawkins' jersey. And, uh, yeah, that was, that, was my favorite, that was my favorite athlete. So you certainly love the Fightins, the Phillies. Who, who, were, who was the guy or guys that, that you liked as a kid? Growing up, I was a big fan of Brad Lidge. Uh, so I, I kind of started watching baseball a little later. Uh, I never really paid attention to them too much um, until they started winning. Maybe I'm a bandwagon fan. I don't know. But, uh, you know, growing up watching Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, um, Car- uh, Ruiz, uh, uh, all those guys. I mean, one of my favorite guys was Cliff Lee. I loved watching him pitch. Doc Holliday. I mean, I didn't really – I don't know if I had a favorite Philadelphia Philly, but, I mean, I, I really I really enjoyed watching them all. I mean – 2008 was a great year, you know, when we won the or when sorry when they won the World Series. I know. It's okay. You I, I can be a, a fan. Of, yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun watching those games. It was it was it was great to see to see that you know because uh, Philly Philly sports have been lacking here here in you know recent history. So it was it was nice for them to finally get that, and then to see finally to see Matson like actually in real life. Like I got to be in the same bullpen with him in spring. Funny story. Um, <clears throat> It was, I was 12 years old when he came, or 11 years old when he came and saw the Penridge literally. He spoke there, and, and I, we watched him. I got autographs, and I remember I saw him out in the parking lot. And, and I stopped him, and I said hi, and he signed a couple things for me. And I told him, I was, like, I was cocky back then, okay? I said, oh, I'll be seeing you in a cu- couple of years. We'll be playing on your team. And he probably he laughed and said, okay. And then I remember in 16 when I got called up in spring training to, to back up. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, at the same, I'm in the same bullpen as Ryan Matson, Like, that was a surreal moment for me. That is awesome. So your memories of the Phillies, it's, it's Citizens Bank Park. It's not yes, the vet. What about your dad vet. telling you uh, some of the great stories of, you know, the Schmidt days and the Luzinski days and the Carlton days and the, those, those days of lore for the, for the Phils? Yeah, my, my dad was a big fan. Uh, and then uh, we, I got to meet um, this offseason. I got to meet, um, why can't I, Greg, Greg Luzinski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to meet him, and then my dad got to meet him too, so he was pretty pumped about that. But, no, he uh, – he he uh, he would always tell me how how good they they were and and obviously you know when I was growing up they they kind of sucked when you know at the end of the vet vet area era but um, but no yeah he he was a big fan too. So as, on this team right now with the current construction of the Oakland Athletics, you've got uh, in your bullpen you smell Petit who with Venezuela pitched in a little you know was part of the Little League World Series. You got. A guy out there at second base, a jerks of Profar from uh, Curacao, did the same thing. Now, I don't know if you had that experience, but I know you played American Legion ball. And when I, I, I looked up some stuff, you were involved in some nationals, I guess, with those teams. What are those memories like? Well, I, I played Little League, and uh, I played Penridge Little League. And we, to start the tournament, we would always lose the first two games and we're out. So I never really got a chance to go were you pitching anywhere. pitching at that time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, I guess I don't know if I was good or not, but I just remember we would get our teeth kicked in, just stomped by every team, and it sucked. It was awful. Uh, but Deep Run, uh, I, don't, I know you don't know, probably no one who's listening to this knows who deep, what Deep Run is, but Deep Run, is uh, that was in our area, and they, they almost made it to the Little League World Series. But, um, but yeah, I, I played Penridge Legion, and uh, in my senior year we made – or my, my senior summer, uh, we made it to Illinois – the national regionals and I mean that was a blast up until obviously now that was some of my up or up until college that was some of my most fun playing ball I mean just you know every game mattered uh it was it was a blast back then and and you know I was able to do well and we were able to go far it was it was just a lot of fun and and a lot of memories I still still talk to some of those guys on that team it was just it was a good time when do you remember that you had the sense that you know what 
I'm not too bad at this sport. I'm pretty good at this. People are paying attention to me. People are talking to me about the way I play or way I pitch and whatnot. And, and maybe there is more for Luchavino in baseball aside from high school that you could go on beyond that. When did that start to kick in for you? Sixth grade. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking once I started playing baseball, I'm like, you know what? I might be pretty good at this game. And, you know, I was, I was always the kid who could throw hard. I was, I was always the kid that hit home runs. And then, but then I realized I was a terrible hitter once I got, once I got older, you know, 85 down the middle was a jam shot. I would jam myself, you know, like if I was hitting now, oh my gosh, I had no chance, man. If I ever got a bat, I would just break bats if I made contact. But I remember when I was a kid, I could always throw the ball hard. You know, I, I, I had no idea where it was going, but I could throw the ball hard and I always do well. And I always thought to myself, you know, there's something that I would love, that I would love to do. I remember my sixth grade teacher, I don't remember telling this to her, but I remember I was talking about the Phillies and how I could strike everyone out on the lineup when I was in sixth grade. Again, I guess I was cocky back in the day. But, uh, but yeah, I know when I was a kid, I always thought I was, I was going to make it. And then, and then in high school, I, I had a lot of success. Um, I didn't have too many people look at me. Uh, but then I went to Slippy Rock, and then you know, I, had the, I had the success that I had there. And, and I, I really thought, I, I truly believed that, you know, I, I had a chance to do something special. Uh, and, and I'm thankful that I was able to happen. Why Slippy Rock? Why did that? Why did that opportunity present itself at D2 school as opposed to maybe either some other opportunities in the Northeast or even rolling the dice for a cocky kid, as you say, and maybe going down to South and trying to find your way either through JUCO or through an, or a different program? Well, I, I had a terrible uh, recruiting experience in the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. I, I remember um, I'd never, I never played AAU ball. I only went to one showcase in my whole entire life, and I was a Legion showcase, and that's where I got all my uh, – all, all, all the looks that I had, and um, I remember, I remember there was a couple Seton Hill or Seton Hall in New Jersey. They were one of the first first to call me, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would love to go." And then I just never called them back, and I never went to their campus. Like, looking back, I want to slap myself upside the head and like, you know, come on, man. But no, I just, I, I never really, I don't know, I, I didn't, didn't really, I cared, but I didn't. I didn't have the best recruiting mindset, but then I remember when I went to Slippy Rock and I went to the campus, I was always told, could you see yourself going here if you didn't play baseball? And I love the campus. Uh, I, the Messer, Messers, the two coaches that are there, and, and, and the rest of the coaches staff at the time, Erda um, and Mitchell Tree, they, uh, they, they were great. I, I kind of I clicked with them. I, I love the facilities, um, and, and um, yeah, I just I, I really like Slippy Rock. And, and that was one of my final decisions, and and I wouldn't wouldn't take it wouldn't take it back for the world. I had a lot of fun, made a lot of good friends, and and obviously I thank the Lord I I, I got to kind of live out my dream. So you're a kid that's two or three heads taller than everybody else. You're 20, 30 pounds heavier than everybody else, and you're at Slippy Rock now, and you're probably close to where you are now in terms of size, and you're a pitcher, and you're throwing hard, so you're going to attract some attention. Mm-hmm. When you're pitching, even at a school like. Slippery Rock, which is a D2 school. That's not this, you know, it's not the Southeast Conference. It's not Texas. It's not California, which I'm sure you hear a ton from your teammates oh, yeah. about how great it was in their areas and, you know, not so great where you were. When did you notice as you're pitching that you saw radar guns behind you and that the next step beyond college baseball was, was now coming into focus? Well, I think what really helped was uh, summer ball because obviously I had a lot of fun uh, playing uh, at Slippery Rock uh, against. 
against the PSAC teams and, and really good talent. But, you know, it's a D2 school, so you're thinking to yourself, you know, maybe maybe we're not as good as these D1 schools. But then you go to go to the summer ball. So I was at the – I went to Quakertown Plays with the ACBL in, in Pennsylvania, and then I played uh, the Coastal Plains League, and I realized, uh, you know, I was just as, as good as, as these guys from D1. And, uh, and, and that's kind of when, when I kind of realized that, okay, well, I, I, might ha- I might have a chance here. And, and you know, I know people think D2, but the PSAC, man, we got a lot of guys coming out of that. I mean, you look at Tim Meza, Dan Altavea from my from my uh, uh, my draft class alone. Like, those guys are freaking solid solid pitchers in, in, in the big leagues. And, and there's a lot of talent there. And, and I remember, you know, I, I had a good sophomore year. I think I was a All-American or a honorable mention All-American. And an okay summer in the Coastal Plains League started off really slow, and then I kind of finished well. And then I remember scout day. I didn't know. I was hoping that there'd be scouts coming. All of a sudden, twenty scouts show up, and I throw well scout day. I'm like, okay, man. I have, I have a serious chance here. And then, and then throughout the course of the year, I, I had another great year, and uh, I was able to learn that cu- the cutter that really helps me out now. And and that's kind of the pitch that that got me drafted. And 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 then you know rest is history. What was the genesis of that pitch? I mean, we hear so much about Mariano Rivera playing catch in the outfield with Romero Mendoza one day mm-hmm. back in the early mid-90s, and suddenly he becomes you know, the greatest reliever of all time based on that one pitch. How did that one pitch start for you? Well, I never had a good slider. I always wanted to throw a slider. I was always too slow or loopy, and I remember Rob Kell, my coach, at the time he played he played pro ball, I think he got to triple-A, and he was my uh, my coach that I go to in the offseason, and he's like, Lou, why don't you try, try a cutter? I'm like, oh, well, how do you throw it? He's like, well, this is how Mariano Rivera throws. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And the first two times, it was either just the nastiest two seams running, running arm side or a good cutter. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe we'll have that. And all of a sudden, I was able to manipulate it a little bit more. I was able to make it more of a slider and then a cutter when I wanted to. And, and then I think my, my strikeouts were always decent in college. And then, but that my junior year, that's when I really had more strikeouts than innings. Uh, and, and it was due to that pitch. And, and over the course of, what, six years in, in minor leagues, five years in minor leagues, it, it developed. Uh, I remember I, I used to throw just a traditional cutter. And I, that's when I have the most respect for Mariano Rivera because the guy struck out everyone with a traditional cutter that had one lateral movement. You, you look at Jensen now, uh, uh, Jensen now with Dodgers. Again, traditional lateral cutter. I, I, to me, that's impressive because I would give up so many broken bat jam shots over second base and first base that I thought to myself, all right, I'm over this lateral cutter. I'm going to try and get some depth. So obviously you see it now. People think it's a slider. and I mean, it, it might be a slider, but I'm trying to have the, the action of a cutter, but more two two plane. So if I can keep it anywhere from 92 to 94 uh, with, with as, as a two, two plane pitch, you're going to get more swing and misses like that. So just over, over the course of time, being able to throw it, I kind of changed my grip a little bit. It used to be a traditional four seam. You just kind of cut the four seam now. I'm still four seam grip, but, uh, you know, I, I slide my thumb up a little bit just to get a little more depth. So it's it's not the most traditional cutter in the world, but over time, you know, I, I wanted more of a, a depth cutter than, than a lateral one-plane moving cutter. So, Lou Trevino joining us in a season on the road from PNC Park in Pittsburgh. I'm Vince Catronio, and let's let's fast forward a little bit in terms of in the big leagues because you're from the Philadelphia area. The A's have already played in Baltimore and playing this weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, in terms of uh, tickets and family and get a chance to reconnect with the people that you're closest to, uh, Baltimore, the, the, the better town for that, but what's it like coming to Pittsburgh and, and having family here as well? That's great. I mean, 
we have a I have a lot of people coming to these games. A lot more than I thought. It's kind of it's it's kind of crazy. I see a lot of family I haven't seen in years, uh, and then. And then, you know, being going out to school here, there's a lot of guys that have reached out, a lot of friends in college that reach out that are going to these games. And it's tough. Like, you know, I have three days to see all, see all these people. You know, it, I, I'm, again, I've met a lot of great, great, great people in, in, uh, in, in, in Slippy Rock and in, in this area. It's just, it's, it's, it kind of sucks when we only have three days. But it's, it's cool seeing everyone coming out and, and that, I'm actually, that they're actually supporting me, that they actually know what's going on. It, it's, it's, it's a blessing to, to have that support, and, and people are always reaching out, saying they're watching games, and they bought a jersey, and it just it makes me happy, and I'm beyond thankful. Before the series this weekend at Pittsburgh, had you stepped into PNC Park before? Do you have any memories of, of watching a major league game here? Oh, yeah. Uh, one, it was my first date. Uh, I had a first date with my girlfriend, uh, five years back in the day in 2013, 14. I was sitting. So way we're still together. Yes. No, not yet. Not, 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 no, not together right now. Okay. But, uh, um, but yeah, that was my first date and it was three games before I think they played against the Cubs and area that carved them. I mean, I mean, that sucks for these guys because they ran in a bus all with Arietta. But yeah, that was the first game that I watched and, uh, and it's a beautiful park. I mean, you, you see, you see the city and, and and the bridge glowing. I mean, you can't get more scenic than than this uh, this this park. I think. What's your favorite bullpen to sit in? You've been around the league now, a little bit of interleague play, uh, in terms of either fan interaction or just get a chance to see the game or a chance to hide if that's what you want to do, or or the mounds, all those things that are combined. Give me your your favorite or favorites places to 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 watch the game before it gets serious and you got to get up yeah. and get to work. Uh, I'd say um, hmm, that's a tough one. Honestly, anyone to where if I throw a bad pitch, it doesn't go on the field. So I'm a little uh, stressed out every time I warm up in Oakland. So, you know, there's a little tidbit. You got you got Dowdy over here who can't catch. But I'm just joking. That's a joke. But uh, <laughs> these guys have squatted and caught thousands of your pitches. I think you want to be kind to those that guys. Is, that is purely a joke. They're great back there. But uh, no, any honestly, I stress out when like we go to San Francisco and then I'm I'm facing home plate and I leave a curveball arm side or bounce it. And next thing you know, it's almost hitting the umpire. Uh, but no. I liked I like I like Fenway. One of my favorites is probably the Rangers ballpark, just because you kind of get to see the way you sit. You see it right over the fence. Uh, Rangers are definitely up there for me. Um, I don't I don't any any honestly any ballpark that has a setup like the, that the Rangers have, to where you're kind of sitting up and you're looking out over the fence and you kind of get to see get to see the whole entire area. That's that's come probably my favorite. How nervous were you when you were in the A system? You were an 11th round pick out of Slippery Rock. You were a starting pitcher in the minor leagues, and all of a sudden you're in, in the low minors, and you got an ERA of five. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out, you know, you know is, am I really good enough to, to ultimately reach my, my goal, my destination, which is to get to the big leagues? How scary were those times for you? Uh, it was trying, for sure. I always, I remember I always told people I'd throw 100 miles an hour, and then, uh, and then, in 2014 and 15, when I was sitting 87 to 89, you know, like those weren't those weren't great times. I remember 2015 uh, before they made me a reliever. I think I had an ERA of like a six two or something ridiculous, and uh, and I would have dreams of getting released. <laughs> 
And so, but it's kind of, it, it made me who I was because, who I am now because, you know, I, I knew I had to change. I knew what I was doing wasn't working. And I knew that if I wanted to stick around and again, be in the big leagues, I had to, I had to figure some stuff out. So, um, yeah, it was stressful. Um, but can, can you recount the famous Ray Black warming up in San Jose's story for the Giants, a hard-throwing yeah. pitcher, and you're with the Stockton team at that point, and you saw something, and, and for whatever reason, it, it clicked with you and, and it allowed you to, to, to get some gains, especially on the velocity side. Yeah, so I was, I was always the guy that watches video, and I still am. You know, some guys, uh, you know, sometimes maybe I watch video too much, but I'm, I'm always looking to try and get better. And I would always, I was watching video earlier that day, and 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 uh, I always watch guys who, who threw hard. So Ray Black at the time, uh, I mean, it was anywhere from 99 to 103, just throwing absolute smoke. And so I'm like, okay, I want to see what he does versus what I do. And and I and I was watching him warm up, and I remember uh, just I had that mental image of me throwing in my head, and then I watched him like, oh my gosh, I don't do that. Okay, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try that. So I just mimicked him in a way. Obviously, we don't really look similar throwing. But I mimicked him, and next thing I know, I went from 88-91 my last outing to 94-95. And I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of working. And then my next outing, I was 94-97. So, um, so yeah, it was just – I mean, that's with anything in life. You know, you, you, you watch people who, who are better than you, whether it's golf, whether it's, you know, business or, or you know, baseball. For me, you, you watch you watch people, and, and you take what they do best, and then you try and, you try and mimic it yourself and – and for me, all it was was hip shoulder separation. My, my my shoulders went with my hips; it was all arm. And then uh, and then my, my key was trying to trying to uh, keep my numbers facing the target as long as I possibly can. Now, can you imagine? I threw. I had no idea where I was going. No clue. I remember I came back in spring training, and uh, and I was 97, 99, my first outing. It was awesome, except for the fact I threw two strikes. You know, so it was a lot of. Uh, the years that followed, the two years that followed, it was me kind of dialing, dialing in my delivery, and uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a kind of a, ter- uh, a moment that that kind of changed m- my career. Lou Trevino joining us in a season on the road. We're talking to you from PNC Park in Pittsburgh. The the uh, bullpen collection of arms is a unique fraternity. You guys, you know, in many respects, uh, a season in the A's saw this last year when they won 97 games. Mm-hmm. A season success in many respects is based on the sex, success of you guys and pressure situations and being able to uh, to handle those moments. And yet you've got to keep it light and you've got to keep your guys kind of, you know, you've got to remind yourself that we can't, we can't grind it from the very first pitch of the first game or we're going to explode. Mm-hmm. Who keeps it loose down there? How do you guys keep it loose uh, in, in the bullpens around the country? Uh I mean, I think it all depends on every bullpen. You know, you got you got different personalities. I'm definitely the looser person, one of the more loose personalities. I try not to be serious at all. I like to have fun. I mean, you know, I think you're playing the game, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and and I know I used to I, I used to be a starter, and then once I was in the bullpen, and I tried to lock it in for nine innings, and I didn't realize how mentally exhausting locking in for nine innings was. So, no, did you not like? Did you? Did you Hate like it. or understand relievers before you became a reliever? I didn't understand relievers at all. Not 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 that I didn't understand them as as like pitchers, but I didn't ever understood like if I, I as a starter went four innings, like that really screws over the bullpen. I never got that. And then I was a reliever and I'm thinking to myself, man, we got it, we got it. these starters gotta go more than three innings. And again, I got shelled as a starter. So I never went five plus. You know what I'm saying? So it gave, it gave me more of an appreciation for a relieving role and, and how, you know, you don't have four days to recover. It's 
you know, you, you got to you got to pitch and hopefully you can you don't throw a lot of pitches so you can go the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, but I never understood the whole relief role until I was a reliever and I never had an appreciation like like I do obviously now and you know I understand both sides cuz I used to start too so more an appreciation for what a starter does and and what relievers do as well. Especially in Oakland because you 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 guys are out in the open and under your little roof down the left field line. Do you have a crazy rule down there that as a foul ball comes your way that you can't that you have to stay still, that you can't move, that you can't dodge or duck the ball and have to let it potentially hit you. And if you don't, then you get some kind of bullpen <laughs> fine. What, what are some of those rules down there? Well, I know they used to have that rule when Matson uh, when Matson was here. It was, I think, the person who doesn't flinch gets hit and gets hit. Everyone owes them like 100 or 200 bucks. And I'm trying to have that rule reinstated, but no one wants to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, just to wear it and then just – I think that'd be funny, but uh, I can see how people don't want to wear a 100-mile-an-hour foul ball. <laughs> you know, Blake Trinan, who's the A's closer, speaks so highly of you and your stuff. And when I talk to you about Blake Trinan, you speak so highly and in you know special terms about his stuff. What's that relationship like? Because you two, if you two are both in, in a single game, usually if you're an A's fan, number one, you've got a good feeling, and number two, the team – in most instances, has lead, and you feel like there's a good chance that the A's come away with a victory. What's the relationship like between the two of you? Uh, it's I I, th- I think we have a pretty good relationship. I mean, I'm I'm very thankful that he's, uh, you know, he's I, I'm I'm on a team with him, and he can m- mentor me and 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 wants to mentor me as well. Because I mean, the guy has uh, is in my opinion one of, if not the best reliever in all of all the big leagues, if not just for pure stuff. I mean, who throws a. a to, to steal someone's phrase, a 12-6 fastball, you know, like that thing, 99, and it goes straight down, which with the movement that it has, and he has a cutter to back it up along with a 90-mile-an-hour slider, along with a, a changeup that's really good that he never uses, and along with a high RPM forcing. I mean, the guy has really good stuff, and, and I might get my – I might let my emotions get the best of me, but I've watched him walk two people in a row, and it looks like he doesn't – not that he doesn't care, but – his, his facial expression never changes, and that's hard to do, and it's and it's the reason why he's so good. He doesn't let the, his emotions get the best of him. Um, I'm just again, I'm, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful that him and I are, are pr- pretty close, and 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 it's nice to have a guy like that, just because you know he's had so much success as as a big leader, especially last year, and we have very similar stuff, you know, so we can bounce ideas off off each other, whether it's uh, how to get guys out delivery um you know and it's yeah he's 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 a special guy and you know i'm I'm very thankful to have him here again as long as everyone else man we have a really good group of bullpen um guys lou i know it didn't work out the way the a's wanted to from the standpoint of yankee stadium and the playing game at the conclusion of uh, the 2018 regular season but thinking about the 11 year old that met ryan Matson and the kid that was always taller than everybody else and telling your sixth grade teacher that you're going to be in the big leagues and you can strike everybody out and as each of those moments came and suddenly you're in a playoff game and you pitched so well for the a's in that playoff game and maybe in the moment you didn't get a chance to to recognize how special that was but time has passed since then you had an off season and got a chance to to you know ignite 2019 when you look back on that night how satisfying, how special was that? How big a memory was that for Lou Trevino to be in that moment and have the success you had that night? I mean, it was amazing. Uh, and when you're a kid, I know for me, I would always think, all right, I'm in the playoffs, three, two count, bases loaded. You know, you go through that whole entire scenario as a kid and you envision striking someone out. And, 
and uh, and and just being in that atmosphere. But then that actually happened, and then not for that to happen, but for my family to be there as well, for my close friends to be there, it was a truly special moment. Um, and then I know last year I was struggling going towards the end of the season, and 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 to be able to kind of redeem myself in a way, and especially going into the off season, it was nice to have that last you know uh, ray of success. Uh, it was it was it was a big it was a very special moment something I'll never forget. I mean, uh, the place was loud. It was it was a crazy atmosphere. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, there's, you know, you dream about it as a little kid. I mean, not even just that. I remember you going back, just going back even more when I was in the Angels bullpen, and I, and I looked down and I saw Fernando, Rodney, Blake, Trinan, uh, Familia. Kelly, all these guys that I watched when I was in college and in high school, and then to be in the bullpen with them, it, it's, it, is, it is very mind-blowing, very humbling, you know. Uh, and, and, again, I'm, I'm beyond thankful that God, God has blessed me and, and I'm able to do, do this for a living. I mean, you know, not many people can say that. We're going to wind down our season on the road with Lou Trevino. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's go with some things about the city of brotherly love. Are you a okay. Pats or are you a Geno's guy when it comes to cheesesteak? I'd probably say Pats. I, honestly, I've only had one of them. I've only had them once. You know, I, I don't go into the city that much. I'm more of the. I'm more. I stay out of the city. But I'd probably go Pats. Oh, so when we when the A's came to Pittsburgh, and this is the first time in six years the A's have been here. So for me, my my uh, thing that I've got to do is go to Primanti Brothers and, oh, yeah. and and get some. Did you do that here in Pittsburgh? I I had Primanti Brothers so much when I was in college that I, I don't. I, I don't need I don't need to go there. For okay, right so, now. so for people that don't understand, Permani Brothers is a is a like a sandwich place. It has these two giant pieces of white Italian bread, oh, yeah. and then you can do any kind of any kind of meat, whether it's a hamburger or it's spicy Italian or you know roast beef or turkey or whatever. And then they put slaw and fries actually on the sandwich. They squish it down, oh, wrap it in the paper, and they hand it to you. What, what was your go-to? It's amazing. I would. Uh, I would probably do. I always went with salami. Honestly, I was I was always I would rotate, but the constant was the fries and coleslaw. You know, uh, it's something that I, I love to do. But now I'm trying to watch my my my, uh, my, my weight a little bit. You know, because I can get heavy quickly. Just <laughs> thinking about food, I'll gain five pounds. So I try and stay away from that. But yeah, I mean, I was just. I mean, I I, I would rotate through a lot. You still live at home during the winter. You you help your dad with the construction business. Mm-hmm. What, what what keeps that must keep you grounded. Uh, doing, you know, staying connected still with the family in that way. Yeah, we, you know, I'm, I'm I still still with my parents at home, and uh, and I'm always, I'm, you know, whenever my dad needs help with construction, I'm always there, you know, helping him out. You know, he he flips houses, and it's something I really enjoy doing. I've I've been doing that since I was a kid. You know, I've been pl- I've been working with him for a long time. I remember it always he would always uh, I didn't lift when I was a kid, but how I got strong was. You get a tractor trailer load full of stones. He's like, all right, Lou, I want that stone pile moved over there. And you got a wheelbarrow and a shovel. Go, go at it. So, uh, no, but I'm always helping my dad out. Then I work at a baseball academy. And, and like I said, every a lot of my family lives within 15 minutes, 20 minutes of each other. So just to be able to spend time with them, it's, 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 it's awesome being home. And, you know, I'm in no, no hurry to, to, to move out. Great memories. Thanks for sharing so much with us today, Lou. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, of course. It was fun. Lou Trevino, our season on the road from Pittsburgh. Hope you'll join us again next time for another episode of A Season on the Road. I'm Vince Catronio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.